If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, I did watch the Kanye one, too. Actually. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I only watched two of them, but let's talk about the Kanye one. Yeah, I think third, the third one might be where everything good happens. Was it genius? Genius. Some- oh, dude. I just got that. You just- <laughs> I just That's got amazing. that. You just because uh, you said it out loud. We oh are recording, right? Because that needed to be in the episode because I just fucking got it. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. I'm George Chen. And you're listening to Subdoc. And today we're doing a Watch or Not episode. It's just me and Paco talking about stuff we've watched, stuff you should or should not watch, stuff we loved, stuff we hated, just stuff. A lot of well, stuff. Literally, we just literally have not talked in a minute. So <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, it's just a fun little afternoon. Oh, shit, dude. Do you know what today is? Is it our fucking anniversary? It is. <laughs> it is. It's May 6th. What is, what is seven? I've got to look up what a seven. Holy shit. Is. How did we do that? We did oh not my plan God. this. We, today this has to come our, out now. Today is our seven year fucking anniversary, dude. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Copper and wool. Oh, you're copper. Ma- and wool. Can you mail me a penny? Yes, yeah. I can. We and together we make electricity, baby. Yeah. Oh my god, I just had a okay, I had a crazy conversation about batteries yesterday. Oh. Huh? It fits. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seven cool. years. Well, fucking happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. Like un, uh, we didn't know. I also have an anniversary next week. <laughs> so it's all anniversary. May is a big month for me, I guess. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, wedding anniversary. Oh yeah, your wedding up. anniversary's coming up and guess dude, what? what? It's overlapping with our building getting fumigated. Of course it is. Well, I hope you're going to a fancy hotel or something. We are we we decided that we found out so late and we got we just looked at Airbnb so we're we're just like we're going to go out of town. It's cheaper yeah. to get an Airbnb out of town. Yeah, it's exp- LA's got expensive Airbnbs, dude. man. It I know. Ridiculous. I know, it's crazy, but Dude, let's 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 just like ruminate for a second on seven years. Seven years. We were just kids when we started this thing. <laughs> just a couple kids straight out of just a adulthood. couple middle-aged kids. <laughs> a couple of middle-aged men straight out of adulthood who had a wacky idea and put it together seven years ago, man. That's nuts. Just think if we didn't record today, then it, like we wouldn't have thought about it at all. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> we would not have thought about it. At all, because I was about to say, like, when you were like, we haven't recorded in a long time, I was about to say, like, our seven year anniversary is coming up. And I was like, oh, wait, that's fucking today. It's actually yesterday. Oh my God. May and we 5th. Actually, that means we started recording in April because we banked like three episodes before we went live. I think not. Well, I think we actually. That sounds right. And uh, yeah, maybe. Well, I think we recorded May 5th and then put it out like May 12th or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Seven year itch. We're already bickering. Already yeah. bickering. Fuck you, George. <laughs> You should know this. You never but, respect my mom. Yeah. And then look at yes. And then look at like Matt Liebs doing great things. Like yeah. some of our early uh our early guests, Dude, you know. So many people are doing so Dude. well. Jesus Christ. And then we? there's us. And, and then, then there's, there's us. us. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Keeping it I'm real. I'm gonna kill myself now. Keeping yeah. It real. I went and saw Frankie Kionis uh oh, last nice. weekend at Cobbs, Seen and I was just like two weeks, yeah. Like Jesus, man! It's like all, I, I think it's odd. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, as much as I hate and have so much jealousy, and I'm petty as fuck, I also love the fact that these people that I actually love, who are super talented, are doing great things. You know, it's fucking nuts. 
It's it's been really interesting. It also is a sign of like I think how long we've been around. Where like people yes. that are are and I'm and yeah, I'm genuinely happy for like, look like SNL is everyone's favorite punching bag, but like James Austin Johnson is killing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Claire is on the writing staff. Yeah, now. that's right. Yeah, it's Claire O'Kane. Yeah, that's and then Bory David Bory's doing great things. Kionis, Marcella. Obviously, Ali Wong. Bay. A lot of Bay people are Bay like baby. Up. Yeah. Yeah. The yay area. We keep on winning. Um, fucking seven years. That is nuts, man. And it's yeah. and like the last time you and I talked was we realized around August or September of 2021. Last yeah. time we recorded an episode together. Man. Yeah. Last time we, we did that. Uh, but we got to talk to goddamn one of the greats. Yeah. Of all time. Uh, one of our <laughs> one of the greatest. Uh, podcast gets you can get James. Yeah, you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. James Urbaniak. Yeah, it, yeah. that was awesome. And and um, Heather Ross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we talked to them about their. Oh, we've been doing so many like comedy documentaries. Yeah. Speaking of, can I just tease what? like the next episode? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Please next do. Step, I actually like. I actually got to talk. There's a documentary about the kids in the hall coming out mm-hmm. and it's yes. going to be may 20th and it's going to be on amazon prime and i think that's also around the same time they're launching the 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 new season mm. of kids in the hall they're doing yeah. like a, a reboot or not it's not a reboot i don't know what you call it it's like a continuation of kids in the yeah hall. and um so i got to talk to the director and to the producers that's awesome yeah, the director of the Hardman, documentary of the documentary, which is Kids in the Hall Comedy Punks. Mm. Uh, that'll be dropping soon. That interview is with Reg Harkema, who's a director, and Paul Myers, who is a Bay Area favorite. And he wrote the book One Dumb Guy about the Kids in the Hall. So he's executive producer on oh, nice. the film. And the other executive producer I got to talk to is actually Nick McKinney, who's oh, Mark's okay. brother who I guess has also done like a ton of comedy and producing oh. stuff over the years. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and don't bury the lead on Paul. Oh, Paul Myers. He, yeah. He has a famous brother. Paul Myers has a famous brother, Mike Myers. Uh, and so he was around the entire Toronto, like kind of early oh, cool. mid eighties days, like was in improv classes with like Dave Foley and, and Kevin McDonald. And stuff. Oh, wow. So he That's... has seen them evolve over the years. That's, that's and, so cool. And yeah. did you like the doc? Doc's great. Uh, conversation's great. We got a good half hour with those guys. Uh, all great talkers. All super awesome. Smart. I mean, Paul has written a ton of books. He's like a music journalist, musician. Um, this is his first, I guess, comedy biography. He's done a ton of band books. I mean, like a music biography is like appropriate for a comedy troupe like Kids in the Hall. Like it's right really close. Yeah. 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 It's weird how they kind of uh they're kind of parallel stories a lot of times. Yeah. Like the the Anvil, the this band of Anvil Anvil is amazing. They could yeah. have been a comedy group. You totally. know it's, did you so did you watch the screener or did you not get to watch the screener? I didn't get a chance. Dude, I, I I'll send you I'll send you a screener. We're we're I, you're gonna please go yeah it's I really right want up your to. alley. Yeah. Yeah yeah I really and I love that I love the Canadian Toronto improv sketch comedy scene oh yeah so many great fucking people came out of that and you know i grew up in michigan and we would uh drive up to toronto a lot and go see comedy there in detroit and you your roommate was from toronto so you met all these other toronto people i met a lot of toronto comedians when i lived in la with my toronto roommate yes like she would have like boxing day dinners and stuff and it was like (laughs) canadians being so happy and drunk and congenial i gotta say like it's true too that like when i meet Canadian comics that, that moved to the States, they're usually like killers. Like, oh, yeah. They got out because they, they got to develop all their skills and then like no one down here knew who they were. Yeah. It's yeah, so absolutely. crazy. It's crazy because like I'm like, fuck, I kind of think like the Toronto scenes like cooler than the LA scene probably. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think most scenes are cooler than the LA scene. It's just LA scene is extremely important. You know, it has right. to happen. Yes. But most scenes, I think, are much better than the L.A. scene. Um, yeah. B- mostly because of, no, you know, everywhere else you get stage time, you get appreciative audiences, you get audiences, you know, people actually pay to see you. They want to see you again. They'll talk to you. You know, they're interested. This, this reminds me to tell the audience that we 
we we do talk about comedy a lot on this show. Oh yeah, well we haven't <laughs> talked in months, so if you know, this is literally our like yeah we have we're like like I'm like well, so you've been doing a lot of shows. I haven't been doing very many shows, but we've both been super busy since the fall. We should also say shout out seven years. Like uh, our producer Will yes, Scoville has uh, taken a step back from his projects, but I'm calling him producer emeritus. Yes, because he's like sort of like part of the institution of Subdoc. Kind of oh like God, our yes. entire workflow of how we do everything was he set up by Will. Dude, yeah. Will taught us so much and how to be professional podcasters back when, the, like, you would never, <laughs> it wasn't even a thing when we first started, you know, seven years ago. Like, that was not really an idea. It's crazy how much podcasts have kind of blown up in the last seven years, too. It's, it's, yeah. I remember we thought we were late to the game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a lesson in life, man. There's, there's no such thing as late, basically. I mean, yeah. I'm the, you might be behind the curve, but being late is not really the thing. But so, I mean, let's just maybe b- bounce in and out. Let's get to a doc. We can catch yeah, up, get to a talk. doc. Let's yeah. So the first I, I watched the um, the Jimmy Saville doc. Uh, it's called A British Horror <laughs> Story. It's on Netflix. And if you're into true crime, see, I I love true crime. And I also love the pulled the wool over people's eyes kind of like con man shit. Mm -hmm. And this one combines both because this guy was a fucking predator and he was evil. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's a really it's a compelling doc. It's a multi-part series. So I think there's three episodes. I don't think there's a lot of episodes, Um, maybe two. So it's not one of those like 10 part series where they talk about fucking the the dude growing up for like a episode like, oh, Mm -hmm. bore, bore, bore. But this one. This one, you already kind of know what's going on because they kind of they they preface it early and they talk about it early, but then they really get into the the nitty gritty. And um, he was basically a very, very popular entertainer in England. Um, and he had like Top of the Pops was one of his show. He did all these shows on the BBC. And he was like, I don't even know what the equivalent would be. Casey Kasem? No, no I mean, he was bigger than Casey right. Kasem and, and also an icon and also his he was from like the 50s until like the 2000s like he was super popular forever and he was super weird like super weird cat and he was he was irreverent and he was like all part of his shtick he was he'd always talk about the ladies and the birds and like oh they're like what are you up to and he's like well so if I'm, I'm going to prison and everyone's like ha 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 he's like throwing little breadcrumbs all the oh, time boy. like yeah, exactly. And he's always smoking cigars and he's very flashy and very peacocky and yeah. his hair. And it's like you watch this and you're like, how did everyone not just fucking know like this guy? Like one of his things he would do would be to volunteer at hospitals. That's right. I do remember this part of the story. Yeah. And when From someone the is, news, yeah. Yeah. When someone is volunteering, especially like um, mental hospitals where people are fucking vulnerable and can't fucking fight for themselves. And you have this weirdo dude being like, I do it for the love. I do it for the children, you know, unsupervised. And I have I spent my own hours and, you know, it's fucking nuts. But it's 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 not, you know, let's say like fucking one to ten on a I'd give it a six. Not great. Now, is it is it only one part or is it a two-parter i think it's two parts if not three i believe it was two parts yeah okay. and um and it doesn't even it's a you know one of, again you know you and i have our thing about doc series it could have been one but yeah it, i mean i mean you get the idea but it's pretty fucking nuts like how long this guy was let to just go on and on and on and on and on and then he yeah he, i don't want to you don't want to give away he he's no longer with us as i recall that's it yes he he passed away and then that's when people kind of started coming out came out like kind of after yeah i remember that part yeah because he wasn't big in america we didn't really never you heard of him yeah he's very british his whole shtick is very british and he was like um he was dripping like years before that was even a thing like this dude was like fucking his fits were always on point because he was like he dressed really like crazily. And, you know, as the kids say, motherfucker was driven, you know. Um, so I love when I know you've been you've been to some open mics recently. <laughs> You're like ah. getting the slang. <laughs> Dude, comedy keeps us young, man. 
I learned all kinds of shit from like doing comedy and being around green rooms with kids in their 20s. Dead ass right. seems to be something that people say a lot now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of like when I started, like I'm like everyone had a dubstep joke. People right. would beatbox. Oh, yeah. A lot so of much. beatboxing happening at that point. Oh, so much. Oh. beat. People still beatbox. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's kind of weird. Um, I so I'm not going to watch that. No, based on everything you said, I'm like, that's fine. Paco watched it for the show. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I would, like I said, I'd give it a six kind of compelling, not great. Um, a little boring. You kind of knew what was happening. It wasn't earth shattering, you know? Now here's my question about that. Like, cause like, I think the difference now, if like, let's say like, okay, NBC obviously protected Cosby. The difference with Jimmy Seville is like, He's like an employee of the government, technically, right? Because the BBC is like a government corporation. So, like yeah. the 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 enablement question I have there is like, with you know, you can't. I mean, I guess people do probably get you know kicked out of the BBC regularly, but is that like an element to this? Like a lot of people covering up for him, a lot of people like enabling him. Yeah, I would say so, and I think it was also part of the culture that um, just being salacious and molesty was kind of like fine in a sense because it wasn't overt he was yeah. doing it he was very very good i mean this guy's obviously a chameleon and a psychopath he was able to conceal it and he was they're always like and then one guy was like he's like you're always talking about these sexual conquests but you've never been married we never see a picture with you with a girlfriend like what what the fuck and he was just like it's my own story love you know like so every, he always had a flippant answer for everything. And people are like, yeah, he's so funny. But like, as he got older, I think it just got weirder and weirder. Yeah. And but like there is there are scenes with like he did a show with Gary Glitter. Oh, God. Didn't Gary Glitter have the same issue <laughs> yes. in like Asia? I think all over the fucking place. OK, Asia, but also in the UK. And they shared a, a dressing room together, oh, which became a problem. And yeah, oh, so. God. It's it's not something that, you know, I would like tell people you must go see this doc because it's like, you know, right. Because like, what can you learn from this thing? This guy's already dead. Mm -hmm. We already know that entertainment is corrupt. Right. And that like, uh, you know, predation is commonplace. And yes. if you're famous, you can get so like I'm like, OK, it's just in a different accent. Right. I now, don't know. Like, what, like it's a little more proper now. Right. Uh, I, I think if you were from the UK, it would be an expose. That, yeah, yeah. Something you'd probably want to watch because it's like the equivalent of like, God, I don't even fucking know. I well, don't even know. If, I was going to ask you, have you, I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm, I think I will at some point. Have you watched Kamau's Cosby? I wanted to. I don't have Showtime. That is always a problem with things on Showtime. Always. It's like, who has it? Who has fucking Showtime? I don't have Showtime. I heard his talk on um, Marin Marin or, and yeah, I yeah. sent Kamau a text asking if he wanted to do our show. Sup, Doc? Uh -huh. And um, he said, yes, please book me. I can't believe you didn't ask. No, I'm joking. I haven't heard back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Kamau, do you have a Showtime password we can have? <laughs> uh, hey, buddy. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds like equivalent, right? Like, like as you know, I mean, Cosby is also you know was more I'm sure people in England knew who Cosby was we didn't know oh, who yeah. Seville was but no. you know, yeah. I think Cosby's is even I don't I mean how do you how do you judge gross this grossness but Cosby seems even worse to me Yeah his story is even crazier cuz he got fucking off you know like right he got let out of fucking jail which is insane I think the thing I I mean my understanding of what the series is about is more like the sort of like how do you reconcile the things because he was he, he represented a lot to a lot of people and how do you like you know separate any of that or do you not separate it or like just like how do you deal with that jumble this is fun this is a fun topic yeah we start with jimmy seville yeah we well let's deep yes i know that's what we do that's that is sup doc man all right but we can move on we can definitely move on um <laughs> From 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 Jimmy Seville. I mean, we said we said what we're gonna say about it, anyways. I mean, yeah. you can't really. I don't know much more. more of that guy. Yeah. What about my, you? What, what oh my seeing? gosh! This is how long ago I started writing these notes. Is like this this doc has come and gone. Oh wow! From yeah. the from the zeitgeist, but I, I I never got to talk to you about the Von Dutch documentary. Ugh, wow. 
Did you watch it? That was it? like four months ago. It's been a while. I know. It's, no, I didn't see it. Again, it's not good. It's more like about like how you can make a documentary out of anything. <laughs> That's funny. But there's also a lot of terrible people in it and like no mm. one to root for. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about the Von Dutch documentary. Um, was it one guy that made hats? I don't even know. What's it, tell me what it's about. Oh, my God. Okay, so... There is one guy who started as Von Dutch in like the 50s. Oh, and then another guy kind of took, I think, bought stuff from him when he died and got the rights to like the logo Mm. and then was making like bootleg, not bootleg. He was like screen printing like Von Dutch stuff and it was like popular with like like car people and like right. people in like like Venice, like kind of beach culture, um, kind of rockabilly culture. Right. right. And then there was a guy who worked started doing that. He started taking the Von Dutch logo and just throwing it on things. Uh-huh. And then that blew up. And then there's like <laughs> there's like five, five or six people that claim to be the Von Dutch people. That's oh, part of what the thing's about. Uh, but this kid who basically was like, there's kind of like street marketing guy. And he definitely like put a lot of work into it and like got uh, Tommy Lee to wear Von Dutch. Like when they did their Cribs episode and that basically blew up. Uh, Von Dutch. Didn't Ashton beyond. Kutcher. Didn't he everyone Von- in like 2000, like five through seven, like uh. all celebrities started wearing Von Dutch. Like Paris Hilton wore Von Dutch. Yeah. He's in the dock. Uh, Tommy Lee's not interviewed in the doc, but it's basically like about how it's kind of like the scam stuff in a way. It's just like, how do you just convince people that something is valuable? And then uh, there's also a corporate takeover, a hostile takeover that happens. Everyone's a character in this. There's this guy. He was like a, he was like a movie. uh, I think he's like a Swedish martial arts guy who just decided to invest in Von Dutch. <laughs> and then he kind of pushed this other guy out. This other guy is like doing crazy drugs. He has like this really kind of tragic story oh, with wow. uh, that it ends in a murder. Whoa. But the thing is the murder has nothing to do with Von Dutch as a label. Ah, right. right. But okay, but where, where can people watch this? This is on Hulu. I want to okay. say it's four parts. And it definitely was like one of those things where you know it's not good, but you you you're just like what? Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. this is similar to Bad Vegan in that regard. Oh, uh, okay. Like, it's like it's not really about the veganism, but then right. like the hook is is in there. Like Von Dutch, there's like four episodes. Uh, there's a lot of plot lines. There's a lot of like threats of violence. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot mm. of like bad behavior overall there's like n- very few people to root for in the Von uh, story right and also it was like a brand that was notoriously like shitty it was like uh, douchey and weird yeah like it was like just right when you think of like mid 2000s yeah celebrity culture it was just part of that Lindsay lohan would wear it you know it was just like Right. Kind of like it was like a good wa- i feel like they, people have jokes about like affliction it was kind of like that right Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So another documentary that was just so much fun and full of joy and life and, and flowers <laughs> was uh, the oh, John boy. Wayne Gacy Conversations with a Killer um, doc on Netflix, which I was really looking forward to because like, fuck, I don't he's just such an iconoclastic kind of serial killer that I really thought they were going to go in depth because apparently they had like hours and hours and hours of tape conversation with him that no one's heard before like his defense team interviewed oh, okay him. and that's what this is um based that's around defense are these teams recording yes wow yeah his defense team recorded him and he basically just admitted midst everything i mean this i think was one the the gig it was up he, yeah. people knew he knew everyone knew and he finally was just like yeah yeah this is what i did so i really was expecting a lot more i again i'd give this a six in that six range, because like you don't really learn anything new. Um, you certainly are reminded of the horror that is John Wayne fucking Gacy. Like, holy crap. I got to say, I'm not. OK, he's a clown guy. I know people collect his art. Is that right? Am they I did. Yeah. These broad details, right? Is this a Chris Smith one? This sort of reminds me of like when they did those Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, I don't think it was. I don't think Smith these are. Um, yeah. I don't think these are uh, Chris Smith, actually, but there's three episodes. They yeah. really could have gotten away with one long one. I mean, he Two. could have gotten away with. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, it, it's it's okay. It's like the third episode you really don't need because it's about his like childhood. And it's like, yeah, his dad was a dick, but so is mine. I didn't grow up and kill people. So whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't not into that. It's like, you know, what I was more interested in, it was like his celebrity status after he was in prison and when he was selling his fucking artwork and people mm -hmm. wanted to like marry him and like thought he was like this God like that to me is a lot more fucking interesting than, yeah, he grew up and his dad was a dick and his mom was kind of distant, you know, uh, kind of thing. But they don't get into it, which is really weird. They, I think they don't get into the celebrity aspect of it not, as much. Not, not at all, actually. And they start they talk to about his they don't get into his childhood until the third one. So at that point, you're just like, okay, there better be some answers here. And there's not. I mean, it's it's uninteresting. There never and are, right? There never, there never are, are full no. answers. But the I, the fact that this fucker like killed kids and then buried them in his crawl space and then ran out of room and buried Jesus them in his garage Christ. and then ran out of room and oh then was God. like, well, I guess the river, that's where you dump kids now. So then he just was like dumping them into a river like... And he would he would have gotten away with it had not been for this meddling, very smart girl who put a receipt in his pocket. And that's how they basically ended up finding him was this like random receipt that she like put in his pocket because she was like, this guy's no good. Oh, wait, wait. Is it like someone who got away and then like just. No, it's it? at a convenient like a convenience store mm -hmm. place that he this kid, she was wearing this dude's jacket the okay. guy that she was working with. And he's like a uh -huh. 16 year old boy. Uh -huh. He heard that John Wayne Gacy was hiring for construction. He owned a construction business, Gacy. Oh, he, he heard did. that. Yeah. And they said, Hey, this guy out in the parking lot is hiring for his construction business. The kid was like, well, let me go talk to him. And he, he's okay. like, can I get my coat? It's cold outside. And uh -huh. she was, was, um, you remember back in our day when you would tear off the photo tab from the envelope. So you, when you would come in it had the number that corresponded, are you talking about like photo developing? Yeah. Oh, photo developing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Like you would put kind the photos yeah, and yeah, yeah. tear That's... the thing. So she was like going through those and she put one in her pocket in the kid's pocket in inadvertently. But yeah, he went out and talked to Gacy and then never saw no one. Ever oh, saw him shit. Again. 
Yeah. Oh shit. And so then when the cops she had the were- matching piece. Yes. Oh. Exactly. So when the cops went through Gacy's uh, house for like the third time, they actually found the, uh, the top. Yeah. Oh. No, no, not the jacket. The re- the top of the photo thing, because oh. he was like, I don't know this kid, you know, I, and she right. was like, wait, I put that in the jacket. Like, I remember putting that in the jacket. Oh. And yeah, so it, it linked the two together, which got a bigger um, subpoena so that they could go oh. in and like really dig shit up. And then right. they were like, huh, it kind of smells a little funky in here. They like knew something was up, but they couldn't. They didn't have everything. They, to, like, they knew something was up for a long yeah. fucking yeah, time yeah. and they just didn't have a probable cause. And then they did. And then they're like, oh, oh fuck. I mean, I think there's like 35 to 50 victims or something. And that's like on the low end. Wow. So, yeah, anyways, but I give it another six and not, not, <laughs> not, a, not a great documentary. Uh, there's a, maybe like 40 souls are vanished from this earth. I'd give it say the entertainment value was a three out of five. <laughs> it's so hard to separate these two, you know, like it's, oh it's, it's, it's hard. To, <laughs> That's why I know. like this victimless crime story. Yeah, I know I'm you in, do. I'm into like the, uh, the, well, there's not, they're not completely victimless, but the fraud stories, the swindle fraud, fraud ones. I enjoy yeah. a fraud. A swindle. Yeah. Give me well, a swindle. there was the one that about the guy that was, uh, the Tinder date swindler I, did you watch that i did okay actually. i didn't watch it so tell yeah. me tell me it, it was good tinder swindler yeah. huh it's just like he would be going on dates with women and then would prey on their like niceness and then get tons of money from them with all these weird fucking stories and i'm watching it the entire time oh, like boy. stop giving this dude fucking money like they would take out mortgages <laughs> and like sell shit and it's like do they what? meet in person though they do meet in person mm-hmm. or is it all okay so they meet in person so they yeah. know it's real and then he yep. asks him for shit. Well, then he says, like, oh, I'm a diamond. Um, I have a diamond business. My family are billionaires. Here's pictures of my jets and stuff. And it's all fake. Like, he just all like it's all Instagram fake stuff. And <laughs> it has like a Getty images. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's Spirit Airlines, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's like, you know, he's a fucking asshole. So he's I felt just bad. an asshole. Do they interview he's him? A- no. OK. No, yeah. they don't. But then afterwards, he was trying to like once it came out, he was on Twitter and stuff being like, no, it's not me. And I didn't do what? it. And I'm a new. Then I guess he was like trying to like reinvent himself as like, let me show you how not to get swindled. Oh, my God. Oh, like, yeah. Like I mean, he's like a, a white hat operative yes, or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. God damn it. OK. Should I tell you about Lula Rich then? Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So Lula Rich is there. It was Lula Rowe. And this is like a brand of uh, leggings for women. And it was specifically like a multi-level marketing scheme that emerged in Utah to like the Mormon community. Weird. And it's like, it's kind of makes sense to like target like the Mormon community for this type of thing, because they're like, they have a lot of the women are like, don't have, regular jobs because they have a lot of kids and stuff and they also just like it's a tight community so they were just starting to sell within the mormon community and it's like it's a multi-level marketing scheme when it's all about recruiting basically when the way Uh you make money is recruiting right and the quality of the leggings went way down they're already Uh like kind of trash to start with okay design wise then they get to the point where they're fully like the designers are like cranking out thousands of these designs and they're just like grabbing shit from other people's websites to put right. their designs uh the 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 leggings start to get moldy because they run out of space in their warehouse to store them so they start storing them outside mm. and they're getting like mill like mildewy and like oh no and stuff like i'm like part like you can't run a warehouse for these leggings oh my god uh Huh. Is that the Lululemon thing? What's this? No, Lululemon is a different brand that I think is more like yoga pants uh, situation. What's stuff. the oh Lou? Is it Lula? Lula Row? Lula Row? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's no retail stores because the whole thing is built on like oh. you know this multi level right scheme, like throwing a party, bringing people over. Right. Like, I mean, it was like really ingenious kind of in the beginning. A lot of these things are kind of ingenious in the beginning. Of course, like she filled in a a space and she was like enterprise right. it's this married couple 
they both for some reason decided to be interviewed oh, by this that's fun when people are just like like I'll, I'll it'll be great if i get to tell my side yeah of it's my side of the never story. is never never is good no there's a couple of like interesting people in the lyrics uh story but right. it's a three-parter on amazon uh, I got kind of sucked into it around the same time the Von Dutch thing was happening. Mm. So it's a little, I, I would say that was kind of a, a more entertaining than I, it doesn't involve a bunch of children being killed. So that's good. And yeah. what, and what you would recommend it watch, you know, I would that? say actually I did enjoy watching it. I don't think it's like a good, I I'd give it a seven. I'm just going to up you on your, Oh, senses. whoa. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Okay. Just because they're not killing children mostly that yeah yeah that, that makes sense. amazon sure. prime also love love all the uh no disney plus shows there's no no dead children in those no uh, that's true little rich true. it's like a if you like a scam it's like an entertain like also if like if you're not a mormon housewife right you're like well i i, I never saw this one coming this never came i would never fall for this right right yeah but uh, at the end of it you might become a mormon housewife who knows yeah, you, yeah. i would i wouldn't mind it sounds relaxing and then did you watch the kanye i watched the first two and then yeah. i know like everything up to the first two is like this guy's pretty cool and yeah. then like i know yeah. like the third one is like when things have to like be like everything like his maga period um when things come crashing down not even the shit that has happened since the film came out right which is him basically harassing his ex-wife and yes. like threatening pete davidson which is basically like domestic violence charges yeah i mean it's it's harassment it's like straight clearly up bonkers yeah but like watching a young kanye is like oh wow if my mom believed in me maybe i'd be somewhere else right now oh my god that donda is so we all funny. need a donda it's yeah like, like, for love, fucking sure dude you need a when, donda he go, when he goes a donda to, mentor, um, yeah yeah donda mentor. when he goes to um death jams i think in new york and they pass yeah like that's Dude, fucking that's amazing nuts. Yeah. yeah like the fact that they have that fucking footage that's insane yeah like what an incredible undertaking like we also need one of that dude uh slim what was his name i forget uh i love that dude uh i forget his name too but like i love that like this has turned into the documentary about this guy the yeah cameraman. he's like i used to be a stand-up comic i'm like yeah. okay i'm in I'm, yes. i relate to this me I'm like too, maybe dude. should i have been filming someone this whole time yes. instead of working on my own shit yes yeah, you probably. had been filming ali wong this whole time He'd have yeah. some footage, baby. But yeah. like the, the fact that he believed in Kanye and was like, fuck it, let me just film this. And then you see when Kanye goes from Chicago to New York and nobody gives a fuck about him in New York. And he also believes in his shit so much. It's fucking nuts. It's really cool. I mean, yeah. aside from Kanye being fucking insane yeah. and uh, turns into a megalomaniac, I think. But um, I also uh, before we started recording, I want to be honest to our listeners that I the the words g j e e n y u h s i had no idea what that was and then george was right weren't now talking like, to anyone about it you didn't have to like say i like, never said it I'm out loud watching the kanye doc. you know you're just saying i'm watching the kanye doc yeah and now i'm like oh genius of course all yeah. right that makes sense jesus the, the yeezy yeah yeah kanye no like there's definitely like things that are compelling in the Kanye documentary. I would actually recommend it. I thought it was good. Like, yeah, you liked it. I remember I did. you said you liked it a lot. Yeah, I did. I thought it was really watchable. I thought it was compelling. I it's really well made. It's greatly. I think I like the editing. It's really I find that kind of shit fascinating. I love biographical docs anyways, but like to watch somebody when nobody believes in him, he was just a producer. They're just like, yo, yo, like take your fucking rhymes out of here and give me those beats. Yeah. Not you know, even like, just a producer, like he produced like Jay Z's right. hits and stuff. Right, like, right, right. You're like, right. Oh, very well known producer in that world, but no one, no one viewed him. You can't do more than one himself. thing, dude. The yeah. entertainment world does not know what to do with people that are multi talented. It does not stick in people's brains. I don't think you can do more than one thing. You have to prove to them <laughs> that you can. You know, you have to keep being like, no, I can fucking write lyrics you know and i can run a fashion label and i right. can run for president yes see, yeah, exactly <laughs> like like you really have to if you want to do other things people will pigeonhole you so fucking fast man like you've got to have that strength to break out because people want to pigeonhole you they don't know what to do i think kanye was 
trying to get into video games also like making sure. games yeah why not why i not? i can believe it he's yeah. so stupid rich now you know like there's a point where you just have too much money i i think like i mean one one not not you said you like the royal you <laughs> right but yeah i mean i i, I yeah i think um there w- the we crashed film did you watch that no i have not yet that's a point where like someone has too much money where they're like, right. just like, uh, I'll, I'll just buy this $15 million house. There's been a lot of, um, like we were saying before, there's been a lot of biopics coming out yeah, of documentaries. So, basically. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's interesting. Also, I would throw, um, that one up against, I did enjoy the shrink next door, which is, uh, also based on a podcast. That's the Will Ferrell. Oh Yes. Yeah, Paul yeah, Rudd. And Paul Rudd, yeah. And Catherine Wait, Hahn. I didn't know that. That's based on a podcast. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, it's directed really by Michael Showalter. And then I also realized Michael Showalter directed um, The Dropout. And The Dropout is also pretty good. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's the Michael Showalter touch because We Crashed, it's kind of, kind of garbage. Uh, well, what about the inventor? Garbage. Aren't they? Didn't they the do dropout, the dropout? The dropout is the inventor. The dropout yeah. is the um, okay. um, Elizabeth Holmes, right? And so that's uh, Amanda Seyfried and um, a bunch of people in that, like Stephen Fry is in that. Okay, um, yeah, just a lot of people you don't expect to see are in that one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, and then they did like the eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah, oh, yeah, how is that? I didn't see it's that. Really one. good. That was good. Okay, tell it's me more really, about that one. It's really I mean, I good. I remember Tammy Faye, but yeah. Well, the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, is amazing. It's an mm-hmm. amazing fucking documentary. Okay. That's again That's one funny. of my all time favorite time periods of documentary filmmaking is like that mid shit. I don't even know what year that came out. Let me look real quick. The Eyes, maybe sing us a song. I'm, or something. I'm looking up. I'm, in, I'm looking it up to Eyes of Tammy Faye 2000. Yeah, that's that. Okay, Fenton around that Bailey, time period, Randy Rubato. ninety-three yeah. to like two thousand and five is my probably my favorite time period of documentary filmmaking because it's like right. it's so raw. There's not a lot of quick edits. There's no superfluous information. There's no mm-hmm. um, animation. There's no lower third shit. It's just fucking. It's mise en scene kind of fly on the wall filmmaking but in that 90s kind of style i love that so that um that documentary the eyes of tammy faye is amazing they made a a not a fiction version called the eyes of tammy faye um with chastain yeah and she is so fucking good she's good in everything she is so good in everything she's one of my favorite actors and you she's unrecognizable and even andrew garfield who i'm not a fan of like whatever i mean He's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just don't. He seems like khaki pants to me. Like he just seems to blend into the background for me. Yeah. But he's really good. He's Jim it. Baker in this. He's Jim Baker. Yeah. What is um, Vincent D'Onofrio in this? Not the uh, is in here. I see him. Maybe he's not like a main character, but no, he's not. Yeah. He is. I think one of um um Jim's like business partners. Okay. 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 Yeah. It's like but, it's like starting to get to the point of like like who's that third guy in succession who stands on the side? Right. right. Like, there's just too many people. Yeah, but it's story. really good. It's a really good biopic. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was re- it was re- it's really well made, and Jessica Chastain is like unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just is tammy faye it's really it's really good I'm, yeah yeah i would highly recommend it again michael showalter coming through with coming through deliveries here. yeah so he he's he's i think the secret ingredient to a few of these things um yeah there's been a fair amount of these did you start watching the staircase i didn't watch the staircase i don't know if it's out yet is it Oh, maybe it's by the time this drops, it's probably. Oh, yeah, it might be out when when uh, this drops. I have not, but I'm going to because I it's like my top 10 documentary. Yeah. List. So I love that fucking documentary series. Yeah, we never did a staircase. episode. We tried. I wanted to badly years ago, but it's just there's like 10 parts. Fucking long. It's so long, but it's so fucking good. It is so it's a masterpiece. It really is. It's a fucking masterpiece. I mean, it's it's and it was like a 10 part series way before there were like series, you know, and it kind of and I don't like I will say like this does not need to be a series, but that one it does like it's it goes through the whole trial and it's fucking amazing. So, like, I'm very interested in watching the um and who who, uh, the biopic who stars in it. 
Um, um that's a good question. Because I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's a good cat, that's good casting. Um it's not Jeff Daniels. Oh, Colin Firth. Oh, right. Right. Colin yes. Firth. Yeah. And Tony Collette. Okay. She's great. She's great. Um, oh, Parker Posey's in it. That's okay. interesting casting. When I think of like what the guy looks like, that's yeah, I don't think Colin Firth, maybe I can see it. But I'm thinking of, you know, there's definitely Michael Peterson was the author that it's based yeah. on. And that's another I th- I, the staircase came out in 2004 is what I'm two? Oh, four. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that time period. Again, I just mm-hmm. something about that style of filmmaking that was happening in that time period. I just love so much. Yeah, I mean, the, that's our VHS era. That's the end of the VHS era. It is. And it was like it also when no, like documentaries were in the like the cutout bin in your yeah. local video store like nobody like it was when you watched a good doc you might not ever meet someone else who actually watched the doc <laughs> you, you know you know like it's like it was so it was a very special thing when you're just like like home like home uh home movie home movie or american movie or what's the hands you on know, hard body yeah there you go all of those that came around in that time like kids uh, uh the kid stays in the picture like yeah, that was the first one where I actually met other people that had like seen it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw that duck in the movie or whatever. Or now yeah. it's like it is like one of the few things that we can all talk about that we all have to watch. <laughs> yeah, and you know, surprisingly, I thought it was going to be uh, a bigger need. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, I think we've done a a, a good job seven years oh like, yeah brother walking through yeah. these i'm proud talking of it. through these uh we're- it made us a hundred hundred of dollars a hundred dollars <laughs> right tens of tens of dollars tens of tens of dollars over the years but we did it for the love yeah i mean like look i'm better at talking into a microphone so now. good at it uh where we upped our you know our social media presence in oh, the shout seven out to our year- interns we got two interns that's right you're right we got nick colt we got patreons kern hogg's been helping us with editing mm-hmm. he's on tour this week but uh i may be editing this one so Yay. what's your all the- complaints to our twitter yes a new year is a new chance to focus on you you're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym but not all self-help has to mean suffering Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com uh seven years what do you like give me a couple highlights doesn't have to be episodes or just like highlights for you i mean we fucking dana gold came to my house that's that's pretty cool yeah and like almost i almost didn't hear him like yeah trying to call me he was just stuck my head he was in his car about to leave my head out and i'm like hi and he's like are you george i'm like yeah, yeah. he's like okay I, I didn't know what was going on yeah that apartment was hard to get into i don't think it you had a doorbell hard. or anything right no i didn't yeah. fuck blackstone realty yes well like wayne fetterman was texting me being like i don't i don't i can how do i i don't do know I how to get, get in I... george is he's asian <laughs> <laughs> orange soda pop yeah. Yeah. I mean, having Dana Gould chill and dude, that fucking episode, man, that episode, that's when I was like, was like, oh, this is what happens when you have like a guest that is like motivated, did some thinking, loved the doc, had something to say about it. Wrote a you know, pilot based on the documentary. Wrote a pilot based on the documentary, <laughs> like some kind of monster. Like uh, when he was like, it's it was like, like uh, the Beatles were like, because they had like, mother issues and the metallica is because they had father issues and i was just like what that's why he's fucking the guy he is yeah um, yeah that that was and i cool. would also say like uh the live shows were really good like all yeah. of our live shows were good yeah um even the not as some of them were not greatly attended but they all like were like fun 
Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's, that was one of my, what am I like talking to Dan at outside lands? Um, Oh, Dan Deacon. Yeah. Dan Deacon was, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool. And then like he went on stage and like did an inside joke for us where he changed Dan Deacon to the doors because we had talked about the doors and he took tape and mis re like respelled his name as the doors. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Oh, I didn't uh, remember that part. Yeah. I have pictures because we oh. talked about the doors and then and then he changed anyways. Um, yeah, the live shows were cool. Um, fucking Brett Morgan, like getting oh, to yeah. talk to him in his studio, and he has a new doc. Oh god, the the David Bowie, yeah, the authorized Bowie doc. He has like all this archival footage of Bowie. And he talked to us about it then, which was yeah. what, three years ago? Right. We were like, we we're like, so what are you working on? We're like looking around his office. There's yeah. all this Bowie books, all this Bowie shit. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you about it later. I'm yeah. Like, we're like, yeah. Well, he showed we us his, yeah. he, sh you sh he showed us his editing bay oh, and it was, yeah, remember yeah. that? And he had, I think final cut or maybe Adobe premiere, but it was like all those like tabs and it was like all mm -hmm. this Bowie stuff. And oh yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. In that in that killer office, the Brett Morgan machine keeps yeah. turning, guys. I know. Come Very... back on, Brett. We would love to have you back on. I, I have a couple documentary directors I would love to talk to. We're going to get to them at some point. Um, there's a couple guests we had sort of started conversations with, and then you know we got busy, but we're going to try to get everyone on the show to talk about some real fucking obscure stuff yeah dude <laughs> some Let's do stuff it. where it's just like oh my god i can't believe i have to find this on tubi yeah this is gonna be on tubi, tubi. it's gonna be on canopy like it's gonna right. be it's we're getting we're getting obscure guys we're i would say if, stuff. if you're listening right now doing the dishes you're in your car you're shopping you're taking a walk whatever if you have a documentary that you love uh let us know like e email us subdocpodcast at gmail.com and we'll maybe we'll feature it. We'll talk about it. Or if you make like documentaries, like let us know, get a hold of us. We also love to, you know, just talk about weird things that are in the news now that would make great docs. Um, yeah. Also a, oh a my God, dude, the play. January 6th documentary. Oh, wow. Or the Alito fucking uh, leaked. The January 6th document there. I thought you were there is a podcast about January 6th. Is there it's just come out? Yeah. Oh, wow. will be wild. Oh, yeah, I have wow. not checked it out yet, but it's all that's about a great that, title. Basically. Yeah, I'm way too addicted to Trump shit. I read so much like every day. It's stupid. Oh, no. Yeah. Speaking of Trump, I yeah. will. I will throw like I hung out with uh, a past guest, Richard Parks, uh, last night, and he was obsessed with showing this Danny Aiello movie from 1993 called The Pickle. Have you okay. ever heard of this movie? I have, oddly you enough. Have? Yeah. Because no one had ever heard of it. I'm like, I would say I, I'm a Danny Aiello fan. Sure. So Wait, it's like, I have how did I not know this. about the pick? It's Paul Mazursky's last movie that he wrote and directed. Right. And it's a fucking train wreck. It, and like, I feel like there should be a documentary about the making of the pickle. Because it's just like, it's like, how is this? How it, it basically opened in a weekend and closed in a weekend. This movie. It made like 80 grand. Right. And it's like it, Dan Aiello's in it. Little Richard's in it. Ali Sheedy's in it. Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters is in this movie. Jerry Diane Stiller. Cannon. Yeah. It's insane. And then Trump makes the briefest of cameos. No, oh, movie. wow. And we just had to like pause it for a second and be like, ugh. I gotta shake that off. Spalding <laughs> Gray. Yes. And he's like, hi. He's a doctor and he's like, Hi, my name is Spalding. Uh, like he didn't, oh my God. they didn't write him. Uh, Anything, no, Stephen Tobolowski is in this movie. Wow, I can't recommend this movie at all. Did you? Did you tweet about it? Is that where I? I don't know. No, it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> like wow. where do movies from 1993 with Danny Aiello go to die? Right, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is definitely <sighs> the uh, catch-all bucket for that. But that's like that's that's like I want to see the doc. I want to I want a seven part series the of the pickle, of the pickle. Oh, my God. The movie about how, how Hollywood I... is corrupt and yes. Paul Mazursky's a genius, but also uh, his best idea for what he thought a, a, a popular movie would be is a movie about a pickle that flies into space that's flown by Ali Sheedy and lands in. Oh, my God. A vegetarian planet. <laughs> Sign me up. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. so there's are there docs coming that you haven't seen that you want to see i know for me i want to see the vonnegut doc on hulu 
I've still not seen that. I heard it's really good. Yeah, I didn't. I have not. I have Hulu. You got to get your Hulu game up. I have representing pretty good now. Yeah, I know. I have Hulu. I'm just so fucking lazy. I it's not on my PlayStation. It's on my TV, (laughs) so I don't watch it. But um, I'm a I'm a huge Vonnegut fan. I actually got to see him talk twice, lecture twice. And it was fucking, it was awesome. Oh, whoa, you saw him in person lecturing. Twice, yeah. Wow, yep. when year was that? Was this in Michigan? 90, yeah, it was. Yep, okay. 93, I think. 92, okay. 93. Yeah, wow. I saw him give two lectures. One was Why the Bible it was the greatest story of fiction ever written. It was like okay. he had did this whole like diagram showing like the hero's journey. He talked mm-hmm. about like, it was so so fucking amazing i was oh, cool. really really high but i do remember that part <laughs> well um yeah I, that reminds me like i did see alan ginsburg one time uh in, in san francisco uh, in san jose he came okay. to like, san jose state or something and then also like weirdly at my high school one day like the merry pranksters bus just ended up right by my high school that's weird and like we had been reading we had read like ken kesey we had read some like i think I think I was supposed to read electric Kool-Aid acid test. Right. I can't remember anything about electric. Have you read electric Kool-Aid acid? Yeah, test? of course. Yeah. I can't remember much about it. I feel like my, I feel like Don Bukla is talked about in that, in that book. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I got to go in the Mary Pranksters. Oh, bus. you went on. Yeah. They let us like come there. Cause it was like broken down. I'm like, oh my this God, is like a funny. metaphor. This yes. is a metaphor. But and you being a straight edge kid. Yeah. Too. Like I'm going to go on. The, I'm going to go on. Yeah. The, the, You're like, the... it's just a smelly bus. I'm trying to remember like who was on there. If Ke- what I'm trying to think if Keezy would have been alive at that point. I think he was. Still I think alive so. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I've also just like would just see wavy gravy like at the movies. Right. <laughs> like, so, yeah. I remember seeing Berkeley. him at Comedy Day in some other places before. I was like, right. oh, wow, it's wavy gravy. That's so weird. Yeah. I just. Yeah. He's you he's have an ice cream us. flavor. Yeah. Um, speaking of docs that I want, I posted a few things on our Facebook page. So there's a few, I was trying to remember what these ones were. Lance Bangs is doing one called I Don't Belong Here, which is a series, I believe. Oh, right. And yeah. it's about the 90s alt rock boom. I could just imagine right. the stories because he's in Portland. He's like been in the, the indie rock world and he's like in every world. We got to fucking get Lance on here. We, I, I don't think that would be too hard. No, he he did the Jackass movies. He's like right. been involved in like every scene can, that is interesting in the last like thirty five yeah. years. He filmed a thing here in San Francisco, right at the did, yeah, Sylvan well, House. That was for uh, yeah for Viceland. That was oh, the right. Flop House series. Oh right, right, right. Uh, very famously, I was like very. I was I was cut out of that, but in the end, I'm like, well, that channel doesn't exist anymore. That was, yeah. I it's got fine. an MDB credit, but it's fine. Um, and then let's see, what were some other things that are coming up? There is a Brian Eno documentary mm, in the works. Wow. That's going to be bonkers. Yeah. Uh, this from IndieWire. I don't know. It says it's not going to be conventional. Of course not. It's probably going to be like a CD-ROM or something. Right. It'll be like, it'll be like, it'll you be have a to pigeon. drink this liquid. Right. And that's how you get the information for the documentary. You walk it's into a QR water. code. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it's gonna be some weird, you know, thing. Have you ever uh, seen him live? Did you ever get a chance to know? see him? No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, me neither. Not. Oh, and then speaking of how terrible uh, people trying to turn a real thing into a uh, narrative, this looks so bad. There's a Sex Pistols biopic Oof. thing coming out on FX. Oh no! Oh called, no! Uh, Pistol. It's just called oh, Pistol. That's too bad. It yeah, can't be looks, any good. No. I, well, and I the mean, thing is, too, is like, you know, there's sometimes where they over dramatize things mm-hmm. like, let's say money time, the L.A. Lakers thing, which is awesome. Is it's, that good? I haven't watched that. Is that the for it's really good. And I'm not a fan of um, uh, John C. Riley is in this. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he's so good. But Adam um, Driver. The, no, the director. Um, oh, Adam McKay. You're not a fan of Adam I McKay. I hate his stuff. Wow. It's, I just seems so off brand for you. No, it, <laughs> I, I don't think so, really. If you really like, I don't like Adam McKay. I don't like ham fisted comedies. Like his stuff is so, whatever that Netflix show, 
that Netflix movie that he did about the environment. Oh yeah, that was mixed review. Oh, I didn't watch that. There's mixed so on that one. I don't like Adam McKay stuff in general. It's you don't too... like Succession? Well, he's a producer. I guess that. Well, of... yeah, he. That's not. I mean, if he had made that, I'd be like, okay, there's one thing. This though is there is one thing I love that he's done, and it's this fucking this. It's so well done. Like it's really good. But my point being is that they've over dramatized it and people are like, that's not how I went. I think with the sex pistols, they can't even get to the level yeah. of what they actually did. That's going to be underplayed, yeah. you know, if anything, like I, I also like Sid and Nancy. I remember liking that as a kid, but I'm like, I don't think it holds up super well. No, it's really not good yeah. now. Like, yeah, I, I try to watch it a couple of years ago and I was like, Whoa. oh, my God, there is. I posted about this thing and I'm do you know about Chris Morris? Mm hmm. Okay, so Chris Morris is like a, a UK comedy guy. He did this um, show called Brass Eye, which was like a total like news parody show. But they also like did all this stuff. There's a lot of pranky stuff. Mm. Like he, the story about Chris Morris, one of the stories about Chris Morris is like he worked in radio and he somehow like pumped another studio filled with helium. Holy shit. While he's in another room and while people were trying to read like legit news. Oh, that's funny. And then like, he and just, it worked. Like, and, yeah. Like people just voices just started getting higher. Oh and my higher. God. <laughs> what? It's like, I mean, that's dangerous actually also, but yes. also like fucking extremely amazing. funny. Wow. That's fucking amazing. So like there is a, um, is a film called oxide ghost, which I guess is like outtakes from Brass Eye, like people that were producing on the show, there was stuff that was cut out. And like, this is a notoriously, this guy does no interviews. This guy has a very low profile. You may have heard of Four Lions. That's one of his few movies. Riz Ahmed's in that movie. Mm. That's like his uh, terrorist slapstick comedy, a jihadist slapstick comedy, <laughs> right? Made, uh, like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. So uh, yeah, I'm very curious about this. I'm, I haven't even seen all of Brass Eye, but just the idea of like getting behind the curtains of like stuff that got cut out and like the process of Chris Morris actually like, you know, just being yeah. processed. Cause like he's done so much stuff that's so influential on a lot of, of comedy, but is like, he's, he's well-known in England, not well-known here, but right. very influential still, I think. On oh, that's awesome. Wave of like comedy for sure. So that's an interesting documentary. I'd love to see. I, they were doing a tour of it, but I don't think it's, uh, readily available in the U.S. So that's right. a couple of docs that I'm interested in seeing. Right on, very cool. So should we wrap this up? Yeah, man. I feel like I feel like we should. I feel like uh, feel felt like seven years just now. <clears throat> well, it feels good, man. It feels good. It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been like seven months. Feels good, man. Another interview we did on feel, Subdoc. <laughs> feels good, man. Yeah. Um, but so you know, you have shows. I have, I shows. have shows coming up, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually doing um I whenever this this might be dropping next weekend and I'll be at, at the Savage Henry Comedy Club oh, headlining tight. next Wait, weekend. They own a club now up there? Is it the old Jambalaya? Mm -hmm. I my first time there. I don't oh, know. Oh, your first time up there? Okay. Yeah. That's a fun arcade the Humboldt Arcada comedy scene is a whole and it's all Savage Henry, basically. Yeah. Right. Like, they really like made it happen. I was supposed so, to headline there like three years ago and something came up yeah. and I contacted Chris again. And I was like, hey, and he's like, let's do it. So I was like, "Okay, right on. It'll yeah. be fucking fun. Uh, you're going to get so stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke anymore. So oh, you don't. OK, no, well, I, I didn't either. But I was yeah. around the stoniest people in yeah. my life. Uh, Savage Henry Comedy Fest. Very fun. Savage. It's great. They have a club. I didn't know they had an actual club now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. They have a club. So I'll be headlining that uh, the 13th and 14th. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm doing Sally Tomatoes and then I'm headlining the Cobbs. Then I'm going to see Bill Burr and then I'm doing headlining the Savage Henry Comedy Club. Nice. Like nice. All, in a, all in a row. Active, active comedy life for Paco. I'm like doing some comedy. I'm doing maybe going to do some music again. It's sort of like on the on the back burner. I've been just like practicing drawing. Oh, good. Um, I'm maybe working on like a zine i'm just gonna say all these things so i'll have a record of like there you go i thought i was gonna do eight things in 2022 yeah. and they only did one of them uh and then yeah oh, like I, I actually have a very good idea for a new podcast oh. that i'm gonna i'm gonna do oh and good like potentially this is the podcast where i will make money whoa i'm not gonna tell you the idea not right now i'll tell you off mic 
Yeah, like, save watch it. Watch the space. Yeah. I have a potentially money-making wow. podcast idea. <laughs> Holy shit. You need and, a co-host? Uh, science. Maybe. I got to figure out. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you the idea. You're going to see like how yeah. it's going to Now I'm work. titillated. I know. So, And then uh, stay tuned to this space. God damn it. Why well, sound so old um <laughs> this is a podcast in the podcast feed coming up soon my interview with paul myers there you go at reg harkema nick mckinney the filmmaking team behind the kids in the hall documentary comedy punks i think i'm gonna have to edit that one myself unfortunately so uh you will you will hear a, uh the, the sound quality you've come to expect from uh george chen's garage band projects uh, so. all right buddy well happy anniversary Happy seven years, Paco. Yeah, yeah happy seven years. I'll uh, We'll talk soon. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Oh, that is true. God damn it. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Especially everyone who's listened for seven years. Actually, we can. A lot of podcasts can do it without the audience. That's true. And I think that's, you know. A lot of them do. Yeah. A lot of them do it. They do do it without the audience. We, we like our audience and our doc watchers and our doc makers. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's talk soon, George. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Subdoc at subdocpodcast.com. Our theme music was written by David Siegel, and our executive producer is Will Scoble. Donate to the show through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash subdocpodcast. If you want to help out in other ways, please share this show with a friend. Join the Doc Talk and check out our hot takes, pictures, and videos on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Subdoc Podcast on all those platforms. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts. Find Paco and George's comedy gigs on the About Us page on our site. Subtalk is by Doc Fans for Doc Fans. So if you want to advertise, got a film, or opinions to share, hit us up. Email us at subdocpodcast at gmail.com.